Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to Diversity in Fellowship. We are glad that you have uh, decided to listen to us this week. Uh, last week, we um, where we really kind of before the Rittenhouse verdict was actually um, actually came out. We we did a uh, we just kind of responded to what we had heard and kind of the different things were going on. Uh, now the the verdict has been announced, right? And he was found not guilty on all counts. Yes. Uh, not only that, but then this week, uh, the Ahmad Arbery case uh, has concluded, and uh, the verdict was that um, those that were charged with his murder were found guilty. Yes. And so this week we thought, man, uh, <laughs> let's try to work through both these cases. Let's just try to think through uh, a lot of a lot of people, I think, who uh, desire racial reconciliation or uh, desire ethnic unity, desire diversity and fellowship, are kind of watching both of these cases and kind of seeing how people respond and seeing how people uh, think through them. Uh, and, of course, we know they're not; these are not the last. I mean, there's going to be more cases. There's going to be more issues. Uh, there are even more right now that are on the books that will have to have to be tried. Right. So, so Kenny, uh, my first question for you as we kind of work through some of these, explain the differences— in these two cases. Right. So in, in the case, the both of the defendants, that's um, Kyle Rittenhouse in, the, in his case and the Michaels in the Ahmaud Arbery case, both of them kind of uh, went with a self-defense uh, defense, right, that, that they were um, frightened about their lives being threatened, and so they shot. Uh, but the question, the differences in these cases is that who is the aggressor in each case? Right. So in the Rittenhouse case, we have video that he's actually running away from people. Mm -hmm. But in the Ahmaud Arbery case, you have witness statements and that he's trying to run away from them. Right. <laughs> he's trying right. to run away from the McMichaels mm -hmm. and and uh, William Bryan. So right. I think the differences there are are striking, right? And mm -hmm. both of them are claiming self-defense, but in, in, in both cases, in, in, in one case, it's clear that Kyle Rittenhouse is not necessarily the aggressor. And in the Ahmaud Arbery case, it's clear that he wasn't the aggressor. He's actually trying to right. get away. And I think that that actually lends to the verdicts in both of those cases. Right. Like the difference is in the verdicts. Kyle Rittenhouse found not guilty, mm -hmm. and the McMichaels and William Bryan found, found guilty. Mm -hmm. uh, what else would you say are the differences? Well, another difference that that you had, that you pointed out that we were talking about um, is that uh, with Kyle Rittenhouse, he was arrested immediately. Yeah, I mean there was an immediate like you know he's he's arrested. Yeah. Then, um, but then with uh, the other case in the uh, Ahmad Arbery case, I mean the McMichaels and uh, was it William Bryan was I mean they were free for <laughs> months months yes. right I mean it was a long time. <clears throat> until they were arrested. And right. so, I mean, I think that's a that's obviously one of those things you have to ask questions, you know, why was that the case? What what um what were the differences? What are the kind of the 
kind of the different roads to to trial, different roads to prosecution. Uh, why did one happen immediately? Why did one right? And again, I mean, there are uh, there's a whole lot of different uh, reasons and circumstances and things that you're going to throw out to look at those two cases, but that is a pretty striking difference, right. I think, in those. <coughs> yeah, Rittenhouse is is arrested within days. Um, people were wondering why he wasn't arrested that night, but we talked about a little bit of the chaos that was going on uh, during those protests and riots that night. So he was, he was arrested within a couple of days of um, the shooting. The McMichaels and William Bryan, I mean, Ahmaud Arbery was killed in February. They weren't arrested until May. Mm-hmm. And part of that was the, the first prosecutor, the one who would have normally took the case because it's in her, juridic- her jurisdiction, she had to recuse herself. She had to recuse herself because the elder McMichael, the dad, he worked for her office. Right. And so she couldn't take the case. She recused herself. But it was found that she had some misconduct. Mm-hmm. And she's actually facing a felony charge of, right. of, of not, you know, upholding her office. Um, now and then the second guy who took the case after her he had to recuse himself because his son worked for her office worked with the the dad also and so then another prosecutor has to come along and then the video comes out the video didn't come out immediately the video came out in in may which was i mean you have to just say it was a huge factor right it was a huge factor you see a mob arbery trying to get away Mm -hmm. and he's getting cornered and then he's fighting and then he gets shot so you Mm -hmm. saw that and you're like you see all this outrage and then the charges come out right uh, months later and they were free for those months and so Mm -hmm. you you kind of see those differences in in, and just how our justice system works sometimes and and sometimes there's no fault of anybody's and sometimes there's other factors that are in play right yeah yeah so, uh, brother, why do you think the the verdicts were different? Why do you think Rittenhouse was not guilty and then McMichaels and William Bryan were found guilty? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it does go back to, I mean, what you what you um, spoke of earlier. I mean, both defendants were claiming self defense. Yeah, but in the Rittenhouse Rittenhouse case, it seemed that his defense uh, he was not the aggressor. Right. Right. And so that was the reason why he was found not guilty. Yes. However, in the McMichael uh, William Bryan case, they were the they actually were the aggressor. Yeah. And so that's why they were found guilty. Now, you know, that's my simplification. It's probably an oversimplification. But I do think I mean, I do think if you said if I just had to pin it, pin it on one kind of, um, you know, one thing, it, it does seem that that's the reason why. The self-defense um, plea held up, right in the Rittenhouse case, and why the self-defense plea did not hold up. Um, yes, in in the other case, it, it, it those situations were so different and and so um, really opposite um, that it it makes sense that one uh, one was um, not found guilty and and the others were found guilty. So I mean, what else? I mean, what do you think? What do you think would be what else would add to that? Yeah, I would just, you know, just to put it simply again, it's just justice being done in both situations. That's why the verdicts were, were different. Yeah. Because it seems like the laws on the books in, in Wisconsin justified um, Cal Rittenhouse to be found not guilty. Right. I mean, it, it seems seemed to me that clearly it was self-defense. Um, 
I mean, the the weapons charge again was um, ambiguous. It was right. not clear about the law, so he was that yeah. was able to be dismissed. Um, so and, it, and that is questionable, right? right? I mean, we've talked about. I mean, yeah. like that. You, you could question that whether or not that law is right. Yes, but it does seem as if. According to the law, right, what he did was legal. I mean, the prosecution admitted it, so right. it's one of those situations to where how are you going to find somebody guilty of? And that's why the judge just missed the the charge. It's like if the prosecution is admitting that the law is unclear, right, then how are you going to find somebody guilty of it, right? Um, and but, justice would demand let's make the law clear. Let's make, let's make the law clear. You know, right? let's be clear on that. Yeah. Right. Uh, if, whether whether you think it's right or wrong for a seventeen year old to carry a weapon, the law right. was unclear. So. Right. Um, that's why he was able to get off on that one. But, I mean, you look at the, you know, Ahmaud Arbery case, it it's, it appears justice was done there, that the self-defense right. um, law did not cover them, that mm-hmm. the, the citizen's arrest law that they were trying to hide under mm-hmm. um, didn't cover them. Right. And so it, it just feels like in, in both of these situations where, um, I mean, depending on which which side you you tend to take, you may have wanted to see both of them be guilty, both of them be not guilty. Right. But it seems like even with the different verdicts, that justice was done in, in both of these situations. Right. Which now, is hard for us to, you know, it's hard for us to wrap our, our minds around and our hearts around, you right. know, the both of those things, depending on what our background is. But I think we, we should be able to, to realize that. Yeah, I mean, don't you think that... <laughs> This is probably the wrong way to say this, but don't you think there's 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 not a lot of people who are pleased with both? It, yeah. It, se- it seems like you're either mad about one or you're mad about the other. Right. I mean, that you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like one group is like, yes, you know, this was right. We're really glad this happened. And then they look at the other and they're like, oh. And, <laughs> right. And, and that's probably an yeah. overstatement. It I, might, I, might be. Particularly with the Arbery case, because it seems like most people were like, that it was yeah, something was, wrong going was on guilty, here. Right. Yeah. That was that was wrong. Whereas in the Rittenhouse case there was a lot of divide there was a real divide about Yeah. What should happen, what shouldn't happen. But then even with that case, I think it was interesting that once kind of all of the evidence was was was, was more clear, I right? Guess, clearer, um once once kind of the whole situation came out, yes. People are like, Okay, this is we may have been a little right. bit M- harsh. maybe this was different you know right. maybe this wasn't what we thought it was uh although there's still frustration with the and i think rightfully so i mean there's still frustration with 17 year old showing up at a protest with an ar15 yeah those right? optics I mean, those just are, don't look good that 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 seems like something should be uh we got to rethink how how that works but again as you pointed out according to the laws in wisconsin he was that was legal right he was you know so that that's weird, but I, um, so that kind of brings us to because I think this is the hard thing about these cases is, you know, we tried to ask this last week, and we're asking it again, but but how do we respond to these types of cases biblically? Because really, I think I mean I think what's, I mean obviously you're dealing with these specific cases, right? Right. But but what's going on in people's mind is they're asking the question. Can I or can I not trust the justice system in America? Right. I mean, that's what's at stake almost in all of these cases, right? I mean, whether you're talking about OJ or you're talking about, you, you know, what I mean, people are consistently, and there are, I mean, uh, let's just be honest, right? Along, uh, there is an ethnic divide in how you answer that oh, question. Oh, yeah. 
right? Oh yeah. I think f- this is a, these are generalizations, and these are not true all the way across the board. But generally speaking, m- the majority culture is going to trust the justice system. Yes. And the minority culture is not going to trust the cult- the, the justice system. Would right. You, I mean, would you agree with that? I right? would agree Ge- with that generally. Yes. And so, so then you ask the question, okay, well, yeah, but what about Christians? Right. Where, yeah. do, where do we, where do we fit into that? Right. And so, so, so I guess the, so here, let's, let's ask it this way. What, what are some good, pra- good biblical Christian practices for thinking about these cases, these, but, but these types of cases, but then also kind of really just thinking about the justice system in our country. Like, like how do we kind of work through some of that? So yes. what are some good kind of practical advice, Kenny, that you would give along those lines? I would say if we're going to have opinions on these cases that we need to do some research. Right. Um, and, you know, I think we, we talked about this with the Rittenhouse case, but, you know, you go in with an idea of what's going on, but then you after you read about it, and, and here is a, a luxury we have with our judicial system. Like a lot of the cases can be are, are done publicly. Yeah. Like they are broadcast to us. So right. we can watch, we can see the evidence before us. Um, we have a uh, uh, an abundance of different media that, and we'll talk a little bit more about that mm-hmm. in a bit about, right. but we still have different perspectives, different, um, ways in which we can get more information on these cases and not just right. looking looking at the hot takes of uh, media personalities and um, not looking at memes on social media right. that say one thing that, that may or may not be true. Mm-hmm. We can actually go and, and read in depth about these things. Right. And that's what we should desire as Christians is not to, I mean, the Bible talks about he, you know, he who listens, who he who speaks before listening is a fool, or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he who answers before listening is a folly and a shame, right? So if you're if you're spouting off your opinions and you haven't listened or or researched what's going on, you're a fool, right? And so we need to, in order for justice to be done, you have to have all the information, yeah. And we, in order to know how what justice looks like in these different situations, we have to do more than just scroll social media and mm-hmm. look at clever memes yeah. or um, <laughs> listen to uh, people who are paid to incite uh, one side or the other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What else would you say, brother, well, is I something mean, we that, should do? Right. And that leads to just simply recognizing that news outlets have agendas. Yeah. Right. I mean, you have to, as a Christian, you, you need to be able to recognize that. Uh, and I don't care if you're talking about CNN or you're talking about Fox or you're talking about whoever else, right? Um, every everybody is going to bring at least to some degree s- some type of an agenda um, to the news or yes. or to these cases or um, to the justice system, wh- whatever it is, right? There is a there is a kind of an agenda that they're trying to push, that they're trying a narrative that they're. And and so that's that agenda is going to control what they say, what facts they talk about, what facts they don't talk about. Yes. And 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 so you can very easily be misled. Yes. I mean very easily. And so but I think if we can just if we can if we can find whether it's it's there's <laughs> there, there's nothing wrong with saying, "Hey, I like 
Fox News or I like CNN or I like this group, whatever, right? We, I, I, look, there's nothing wrong with saying I like these reporters or I like, but you, you have to, you have to know what you have. I remember we used to have the debate all the time about um, Bible translations, right? Yeah, you know, you're going to have this. We're going to use the NIV or we're going to use the ESV. We're going to use the KJV. We're going to, you know, whatever. And uh, I think some of the best advice I ever heard on that was. All, all of those translations can serve a purpose. Yes. You just have to know what you got in your hand. Right. Right? If you want a real literal, this is what the, you know, this goes back to the Greek text, this is, right, then you're going to need, you're going to need an ESV or you're going to need a, an ASB or something like that, right? If you're wanting something that's a little bit easier to understand, you know, that, that maybe is not as wooden as a translation, well, then you can go with something else, the NIV right. or, or, Right. When you're when you're watching the news, know what know what you're watching. Yes, right. Keep in mind what you're viewing. Right, that can be very very helpful, so that you're not just completely swayed by this. You know this the facts that they're presenting, uh, and then you don't even you pretend like you don't even know you're not even aware that right. there are other facts out there. Yeah, you know. And so I think that's I just think that's really really important these days. And that and that really goes back to I mean that's not just talking about the justice system or these cases, but, I mean, that's politically, that's just all the way across the board. Yeah. We just have to understand that there are agendas that are being pushed upon us, and we need to be aware of that, right? Yes. Um, it doesn't mean that we should just n- never watch the news or never pay attention or never whatever. You just have to know, um, you just have to be aware. You have to you be know? able to filter the information yeah, that we're right. receiving, um, first of all, through the Word of God. That's right. I mean, secondly, just through common... <laughs> common sense coming, you know, just, hey, this doesn't make sense. Uh, This is not what the Word of God says. Mm -hmm. And so we just got to recognize that there are agendas out here in the world that are not consistent with God's agenda. Right. And if we're not able to discern that, then we will be led astray to holding on to one of those um, worldly agendas. Yes, Um, yes. And I mean, that, that kind of feeds into the, the different biases we have, which is another thing I think we need to watch out for in these yeah, situations is, right. is our own bias in, in, right. in the when we look at this. What we're, we at what we're bringing system. to the what kind of the agenda or the thinking or, yeah, what we're bringing. Yeah, that makes right. sense. So, uh, you know, as a as a black man. You know, I look at the my, my initial thoughts on the Rittenhouse case before I do any research whatsoever. You have a white, white kid who crosses state lines, has an AR-15, and he's going to a protest that's going to be mostly minorities, mostly people who look like me, mm. and he ends up killing two people and shooting another one. Right. So if I don't recognize my own bias, I'm going to be like, this dude is guilty. Right. He needs he's to be guilty. thrown under the jail. Right. Yeah. Right? But no way he's innocent. Yeah. More than anything, my identity is in Christ. Mm. So- with my identity in Christ, I need to be for the truth and for justice, right? Yeah. yeah. And so when I read up on the case and I realize, okay, there's there's some uh, uh, an individual with mental illness involved and who mm-hmm. is attacking Cal Rittenhouse, right? And there's another individual with mental illness who's attacking Cal Rittenhouse, and more people attacking him. And so now I have to my my bias has to submit to the truth. Mm. And so I, I can look at that situation and say justice was done. 
mm-hmm. and Kyle Rittenhouse being found not guilty. Right. And I can look at my bias in the Ahmaud Arbery case and say that could have been me. That could have been my son being shot. Yep. That could have been anybody, you know, anybody I know, anybody I love being shot. Mm. And I can, but again, my bias has to submit to the truth. Mm. Now, unfortunately, not, not unfortunately, unfortunately he died. Yes. But in this case, um, even though my bias was affirmed, it doesn't mean that my bias still doesn't have to submit to the truth. Right. Yeah. Like it, it, the, right. The, the people were found guilty and I believe rightly so. But it doesn't it's still just because my bias can be affirmed. What I believe to be true in the world can be affirmed in some situations doesn't mean all situations are that way. So I have to understand that I'm I'm walking in into these situations with a certain perspective that may mm. not be what's actually going on. Yeah. And and I need to make sure that those are submitting to whatever is true. And I think we just need to say that is not easy. It is not. It that is not, is not easy cuz you're you're going to want to view it you you want your agenda to be proven. All right. Right? I mean you yes. want your bias to be proven. And so you're going to look for, yeah, but what, what about this over here? Or what about this over here? Or yes. What about what this person says? And, you know, wh- well, yeah, but this person said, you, you know, and it just, it just <laughs> right. it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We just need to slow down, you know, recognize that we want the truth, right? That's what we want. We want justice in all of these situations. Yeah. And um, and so we, we've got to slow down and make sure we know the facts and make sure we understand all that. And so, man, I think that's... Uh, I think that I think that's important. I I think that's one of those two that we just need to recognize is hard. Yes, very much to, so. We need to pray for ourselves, pray for one another, um, that we we're going to bring these we're going to bring these to the table, and um, we need to know that they're there. And, yeah, and not pretend that they're not. So, what else? What else would you add? Maybe what's another one that would can maybe. Um, have have an impact on how we view these things would be a good good. Yeah, we we I mean we we need a better understanding of our justice system. Yeah. Right? Like we we have a, a not to be too much of a nerd, mm. which I am sometimes. Mm. Bring but, it on, nerd. Yeah. Bring it on. <laughs> right. We have a federal system of government. That right. means that the federal government has a certain amount of power, but the states have a certain amount of power as well. And states defer in their laws. They deserve they they defer in how their justice system is operated. And so the laws in Wisconsin are different than the laws in Georgia. Right. And so we, we have to recognize the limitations of our and the variations of our justice system. So something happens in Wisconsin does not mean that that same thing in, in Georgia is going to be treated exactly the same way. Right. And so not necessarily saying that, OK, murder is murder. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> like right. there's some things that are consistent, but there's other things that are not consistent. Some states have the death penalty. Other states do not have the death penalty. Mm. And so some some states you can walk around as a 17-year-old with an AR15. Yep. Other states you cannot go and walk around with an right. AR15. And so we have to understand that because there are differences, there are variations with our judicial system that things will look different. Doesn't right. mean that injustice is happening, it just means that this is the way our system is structured. Right. Yeah, and I think again, it's it, yeah, it's just right to 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 recognize that and to um I mean, it, and it's okay to say I think that this law in this state is wrong. Yes, is unjust, and and I would support fighting against that law. Right. I think justice is to fight against that law. You, you know what I'm yes. saying? Or rewrite it, or write it in a better way, or whatever. But that doesn't 
that doesn't mean that we're going to try people right <laughs> then later <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're going to change the law and then we're going to put yeah then we're going to put Kyle Rittenhouse in jail because we've changed the gun law no. in Wisconsin like you can't that's not how it works that's not how justice works but you can say okay we need to learn from this case and change our laws so that they can be more just which is exactly what happened in Georgia, at least to some degree, with the Aubrey case, right? right? I Absolutely. Mean, they, they saw that these laws were not helpful and needed some clarification, needed to be updated, and so they, they, they did that. Yeah. Um, and, and again, that is your hope, right? That yeah. is our hope for the justice system, is that it will see mistakes, see injustices, and correct. Right. Will, that all, will it always be perfect? No. In fact... By definition, we're admitting that it's not perfect. Right. It needs to see mistakes and correct them. Right. But we're never going to get it to a place where we're like, well, we, we got it. It's, we got it. Right? right. I mean, we, you know, and uh, and so I think it's important to see, be, be a little, have a little humility and understanding when we're thinking about the justice system. Right. So maybe what, finally, I mean, what would be a final kind of way that we should kind of practically think through? Right. I, I, I want to, you know, kind of piggybacking off what you just said. When, sure. when we see justice, when we see the justice system kind of adapting, we should celebrate that. Yes. Like, we should celebrate justice. We should celebrate that Kyle Rittenhouse was found not guilty. Mm-hmm. We should celebrate that the people who killed Ahmaud Arbery was found guilty. But we also need to go beyond that. And, and I'm specifically talking to minorities in this situation because this, this is my community. Um mm-hmm. So when you see Georgia change its laws because of the citizens arrest law, they realize, okay, this thing has been on books since civil since the civil rights movement. This is what these guys are trying to hide behind. We're going to change this law. Now, let me explain Georgia to you a little bit. Georgia is very conservative, Republican mm-hmm. round state for mm-hmm. the most part. And so me as a minority, we tend to be vote Democrat, vote yep. liber- more, more <clears throat> liberal, right? And so we would look at, you know, Georgia and be like, oh, that's the South. There is no way there, there's going to be justice in this situation. But we've been proven wrong. Like, they've actually right. changed their laws because, like, directly because of the Ahmaud Arbery case. They changed mm-hmm. their laws so that something like that could not happen again. Mm. And, and, and then we look at the jury. The jury was mostly white one black Mm -hmm. person was on the jury we would look at that and say there is no way they're going to convict white people for killing a black man right but that's exactly what happened right right? and Mm -hmm. so we can look at that and we can celebrate that and hopefully what that does is it changes our bias it it changes our view of the justice system like we no longer can say that our system is completely unjust Mm -hmm. because we've been proven wrong (laughs) that that's that mm-hmm. that is not the case. Right. And so we we can we can give it credit when it does right, but we can still oppose it when there is injustice. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, the only final thing I think I would add to all of this is just I mean, just the blessing of I mean, diversity and fellowship, right? Yeah. I mean the need for it. Because as we as we said at the beginning, I mean, there is there is a, there is a sense in which the majority culture might say, "Well, we support the, you know, we support the police, we support the justice system, everything's good, everything's great." And then there may be a sense in which the minority want to be suspicious, or, "Hey, man, it's not." The <laughs> if you think about, well, how do we, how do we think about this biblically? How do we think about this correctly? Really, the the right answer is to have both 
both perspectives. Right. We don't have that a lot. We don't. Because we have all white churches or, you know, all all black communities or all, I mean, we, yeah. we stay so divided that we don't actually listen to our brother in Christ talk about his negative experience that he's had with the police. Right. Or we don't listen to our brother in Christ who knows the uh, chief of police in our city who is a white brother who really wants to do good and, and wants to be just. And um, and so it's, it's but when you, when you create communities, when you have relationships with people who of these different perspectives, you have conversations, you talk about experiences, you debate back and forth in love, you lead with grace, man, then we can actually get to a point where we're like, oh, okay, you know, because the truth is our justice system is not perfect. Right. We're foolish to think that. Yes. The truth is, as well, we do have things to be thankful for in our justice system. It's not completely 100% corrupt either. Right. And so the we we probably our view of it if we're going to be truthful our view of it needs to be somewhere more more in the center yes and i think our minor, minority the minority uh, folks can actually help the majority folks come towards the center and the majority folks can help the minority folks come towards the center at times Amen. right we can learn from one another and listen to one another and hear from one another if if we're unwilling to do that if we don't have those relationships if we're not building that kind of if we're not building diversity and fellowship then it's we're going to continue to kind of run along those lines that will continue to divide us. Amen. Right. All right, brother. Well, uh, so that leads us to the crazy question for today. So, what yes. is our crazy question in keeping with our topic? <laughs> All right. So, talking about experiences with the police, uh, yes. what was your most memorable interaction with the police? Okay. Most memorable. Yes. Right. Um. So I've I've had a few. Um. <laughs> you sound like a criminal. I know. I was like, how do I start this? Because I'm like, I think Kenny's had more than me. If I'm right. just honest. If I'm just right. honest. But I don't want to throw my we brother under the criminal. bus. <laughs> I just threw you under the bus then. But anyway, so probably the most memorable. I uh, I showed up one. It was after a weekend. I, I come in on Tuesdays. Mondays are my day off. And so I come in on Tuesday. And uh, I noticed something was wrong in the church office. Like there was some stuff. was kind of disheveled, you know, out of place, you know, whatever. Uh, then I went to like the kind of the back office where our kind of safe is and it looked like somebody had like bent it or whatever. I started walking around the church and I went into this one of the classrooms and a win a glass window was broken and then it had been opened. And so I immediately realized, okay, somebody broke into the church over the weekend. And so I call the cops <laughs> and uh, you know, nine one one and the first question they ask is, Are you alone? <laughs> <laughs> Which is a good question, except for the fact I did not know the answer to that question. Right. And then I was really freaked out I about the answer about that. to that. I was like, hmm, that is a good question. Am I alone? <laughs> and so anyway. Oh, you got to know the church building for this to, to really know, hit home. Oh, this building, building is huge. I know. It's big. There's <laughs> all spaces kinds of places. you probably never will go. <laughs> yes. Right. So I'm like turning every light on I can get to. Uh, and, and, um, I'm like, hey, are you going to like, they're like, hey, we'll stay on the line with you as you, you know, you walk through the church. And I'm thinking, what are you going to do if I come upon somebody, right? Uh, are you going to yell at them through the phone, right? right. I mean, that is not going to help me. So anyway, but then the, 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 the police did show up. They yes. handled the case very, very well. They did a really, really good job. I thought um, we actually, they actually discovered who, who did that good. and, you know, was able to 
kind of work through that. And so that was that was a good experience, but it was it was weird. So anyway, Kenny, your most memorable memorable experience. All right. So my most memorable experience is um uh, so we so we merged churches, right? We merged mm-hmm. churches and, and not too long after we merge, uh the police, our police in our town, they go around to different businesses and they check if the doors are locked. Right. Uh, I guess when we merged, William told the police to call me if I, it's like two, three in the morning. I still don't know how they got. I don't even know right. how they know your number. Kim. Right. <laughs> well, I'm a I'm a police chaplain. Well, so. I mean, no, I know that, but right. I don't like how they know your number in connection with the the church I, building here. Man, you, I'm a famous man. I'm famous you here. are famous. No. <laughs> that is. But true. so so they called me like two, three in the morning to come yes. lock one of our back doors. Now the church is in uh, the church building is in a place that's isolated. Yes, like surrounded by fields. But fields yes. behind the church building, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a back door that's locked. So I sh- I pull up and there's two police cars, uh, right in front of the church building, and they say we got one. The doors unlocked. Mm-hmm. And they take me to the back of the building. Yes. It is dark, man. It is dark. Only thing we got is flashlights. Kid, me and two cops, and I'm like, okay, so this is how it's gonna. This go is down. not gonna. <laughs> this is not gonna end well for me. <laughs> like, here's the thing. I'm a police chaplain. Like these right, these people like, know, know these me, people. but I'm still like. I'm afraid What's for about myself. to happen. Like they're gonna take me to the back of this building, mm-hmm. and I'm not coming back. Right? Yeah. Yes. I'm not coming right. back. So oh, I was like, okay, goodness. we gotta make sure these doors are locked. First and foremost, yes. But yeah, this like that was so seared yeah. into my brain. Like I am not coming back from. I this. should probably let you know that those doors are unlocked all the time, <laughs> right? Because kids go through them; they don't shut them, right? You know, that's that, unfortunately. I'm just gonna give you. them everybody else's number. That's what there's it is. the key. Right? Yes. You notice that they didn't call me at two or three right. They did not call you. That they called. Let's just me. call it what it is. And that was the second time. Let's just call it what it is. White privilege. Yes, what it right? is. Man. White privilege. Don't I didn't even get that man. call. That's a bit sleep. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for uh, listening to us uh, this week. Uh, we hope that was an encourage, uh, encouraging to you, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.